Jumping back in to his name, Yeshua, we did a little quick study in Hebrew. We understand what his name means, right? In verse 16 of Acts chapter 3, it says, Through faith in his name has made this man strong. So how can we demonstrate? This is a question to listeners. How can we demonstrate faith in his name and then performing an actual miracle in his name so i'm going to do it in his name and i'm going to have faith through his name that's powerful and it's just a powerful just meditation scripture that i think everybody needs in their life and so I'm going to jump into what his name is. Because if we're going to have faith in it and we want to demonstrate faith through it, right? We got to know what it is. We got to have that understanding. And so I'm going to break down the names of God in the Bible. It's just a really powerful message and study. Um, And I'm going to almost go through every single one of them. But I'm going to just touch on the first subject, right? So in the beginning of God's initial covenant with Moses back in the day, right? When God had made a covenant with Moses, it literally said that God writ onto the blank tables of stone with his finger. He wrote with his finger and carved in the Ten Commandments. And when Moses had this, he's literally walking with the writings of God. Literally God writing it with his finger. And when he descended from the mountain after receiving the Ten Commandments that God, that he was supposed to issue to the children of Israel, the children of Israel were worshiping a golden calf. And, you know, there was a, a small group, obviously it was Satan in the mist, that inspired them to make a golden calf, right? So everybody threw in their gold and told Aaron, which was, you know, one of the most repable men of God at that moment, right? Listen, make us a God so that we could worship and serve him because we don't know what happened to Moses, right? And so what happened, anyway, the reason why I'm kind of stepping into this, and you'll see it for a reason, was the initial writing of God on the tablets. The initial writing in Hebrew is paleo. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of paleo. Okay, so use the same example of Sanskrit coming in to Eastern Asia, you know, with Chinese in that type of almost language structure where it derived. So paleo is where we eventually get Hebrew. Hebrew was derived from paleo. So, you know, for the listener, you know, it's 
that's kind of like for an example english words a lot of it comes from latin roots yeah exactly yeah yeah so to give some history on how the languages have been created over time where they've landed and why we've come to these different how we've come to these different names of god absolutely and how it's progressed got it perfect yeah oh i love that so this is really important because in hebrew right you have it's a four letter hebrew word and each letter has specific like a little name to it right so each letter has a specific name to it so yahweh right is the word that we're going to be touching on it means the lord yahweh comes from a tetragrammaton tetra means four in greek gramma means letter in greek so tetragrammaton means a four letter word that's broke down right you have and the four letter word is yod he wa he yod he wa he right and this is where we get yahweh because if you pronounce it out yod would be ya yod he h ya yod he wa wa he the wa he yod he wa he would be yahweh it's how it's pronounced so i hope you know, that was kind of easy for the listener to kind of follow through with. It is nice to walk through it. I mean, and it lets it sink in. And I think that's what's powerful about this is because we've already just, you know, if we're, if we're following along, we're saying, okay, well, there's the power in the, in the name. We're seeing the power translate through humans now, you know, or humanity. And now we're kind of going through the history of where are these names? What are these enunciations? How are they built? And, when, and which ones wrap around, you know, this from God to Jesus, et cetera, right? And I think a lot of that for me coming from, you know, again, being somebody who was spiritual but not religious is is that, you know, I believe in frequency, right? You know, I believe in sound and tone. Thinking any of our, a lot of our listeners, you know, you can go listen to all kinds of spiritual tapes that say, hey, look, ah, ra, ja, Krishna, Buddha, Allah, all of those, you know, big names in, in the religious circles all come from the same tone, ah, right? And now here we are in Christianity, and it's in alignment with that, right? And so for me as a long-term, I would say non-believer, this still resonates. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm not turned off. Like there's nothing that's turning me off about this. It feels ancient, just like all the rest of them do. It feels sacred, just like the rest of them do. It feels attuned to humanity, which is what I'm looking for. I'm a human in the human existence, fighting in a spiritual world, living in a spiritual world. What serves me in this spiritual world? What are my tool sets? You know, who do I believe in? What do I believe in? Why do I believe in it, right? So for me, there's no needle scratch yet. Anybody else who's listening right now, if, you know, if you've hit the needle scratch, scratch the needle, take it off, and don't go any further. But if you're still following us and you're, and you're kind of resonating with this, this is all we're here for. I mean, this is because I'm here to find out again, when that needle's going to scratch, if it's going to scratch, as dispelling all disbelief. I am devoted to my study, and I've dispelled disbelief, but it's not going to stop me the moment I have hard questions. And that's true for, I'm sure, all Christianity, the way followers, you know, if you will. Absolutely. We're all here on this journey together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.